Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast on tales from Indian mythology. In this episode I will be talking about Ikshvaku and his children. After the passing of Vaivasvata Manu, Ikshvaku established his kingdom at Kosala with the city of Ayodhya as his capital. He had a hundred sons, the oldest among whom were Vikukshi and Navi. All of his sons were virtuous and God-fearing. except for the youngest one danda now as vikukshi was the oldest he was anointed the crown prince and was deemed to become the king after vikukshi however the journey did not turn out to be as smooth as initially envisaged for him let us get into the story of why that was when vikukshi was a teenager ikshvaku decided to organize a huge sacrificial yaga He sent Vikukshi to the forest to hunt and gather animals for the sacrifice. An obedient Vikukshi does so, but on his way back he is troubled by the pangs of hunger, and so he partakes some portion of the meat of a rabbit that he had hunted. He hopes that it won't be noticed, but then he fails to realize that nothing escapes the eyes of the royal priest of the Suryavanshis, Rishi Vashishta. As Vikukshi's act was one of sacrilege, Ikshvaku had no choice but to banish him from the kingdom. Vikukshi leaves without protesting. However, after Ikshvaku's death, his brothers invite Vikukshi back to take his rightful place, and Vikukshi becomes the king of Kosala after Ikshvaku. Now, Ikshvaku's second son Nimi migrates to the region of Videha and establishes His own kingdom over there the entire region prospers under his reign one day he too decides to perform a yagna for the welfare of his people and so he invites the royal priest rishi vashishta to preside over it however rishi vashishta lets him know that he has already accepted an invitation from lord indra to preside over his yagna in amravati on the same day however He assures Nimi that he will be back on time to conduct his yagna as well. However, on the day of the yagna, he fails to arrive at the anointed time. Nimi waits for the rishi for quite some time before deciding to have Rishi Gautam conduct the yagna. But while the yagna is in progress, Rishi Vashishta arrives at the place. He is livid to see that the yagna is being conducted without him, and so. He immediately curses Nimi stating that a soul would leave his body rendering him bodiless. At this unfair act Nimi too gets angry and he too curses the rishi with the same. Now Nimi being a virtuous man had amassed a lot of yogic power over the years and so his curse too takes effect on the rishi who's forced to leave his body as well. Now Nimi roams in the form of a spirit and spends several years in spiritual pursuits but his people are extremely unhappy at having lost their king they pray to the gods to restore their king to them when the gods finally heed their prayers and go to nimi to restore him to his original body nimi refuses to be bound to a body as he has gotten used to this however at the request of his beloved subjects he declares that he would forever stay with them in spirit he takes the permission of the gods 
to take our precedence on the eyelids of all of us people. And so, the time taken to blink came to be known as Nimish after him. The gods also gave life to the body of the king Nimi, creating a new man named Kushadwaja. He became the new king of the Videha kingdom. He also took on the title of Janaka as he was not born from parents the normal way. His descendants continued to use the title of Janaka. It was in this dynasty of kings that Devi Sita's father, King Siratvaja, was born several generations later. But then, that is a story for another day. Now, I mentioned in the beginning of the story that Ikshvaku's last son Danda was not virtuous like the rest of his brothers. He was spurned by his brothers for his evil ways and so he migrated to the south of the Vindhyas and established his kingdom, Madhumanta there. He sought out the Asura Guru Shukracharya and appointed him as his royal priest. All was fine in the kingdom for a short while. But one day while on a hunting trip, Danda came across Shukracharya's daughter Araja in her hermitage in the forest. Shukracharya was away and the girl was alone in her home. Danda immediately fell for the girl and sought to marry her right away. Araja told him that he would have to talk to her father about it first. The prospect of having to seek his priest's permission hurt Danda's ego and the evil man forced himself upon the helpless girl. Her cries for help landed on deaf ears. The evil Danda went back to his palace after his revolting and diabolical deed. When Shukracharya learnt of this, he became extremely infuriated and his blood boiled with ire. He stormed off to the palace where the evil Danda sat on his throne unapologetically. Shukracharya then cursed Danda and his entire kingdom as none of his people too dared to condemn their king's act. He cursed everyone in the singer king's kingdom to die over the next seven days and also declared that the land would lie waste for the next several centuries. His curse took place and the entire area became a god-forsaken place. Over the next hundreds of years, a dense forest grew in the region and it came to be known as Dandakaranya. Several Rakshasas and Asuras took up residence in Dandakaranya and they began to wreak havoc and cause pain to the sages and the villagers around the forest. Several years later, Lord Vishnu, in his avatar of Lord Ram, born in the dynasty of Ikshvaku himself, cleared the forest of the scourge. But then, that too is a story for another day. Now, as I come to the end of my episode, I would like to say that there is a moral to be learned from today's story. So, when a person is righteous and virtuous, even if things seem dire at a point, things will eventually work out well for him, like in the case of Vekokshi and Nami. However, if a person is bad and immoral like Danda, he will be forced to pay the price eventually. In fact, even the ones around him will have to pay the price for simply siding with him silently. This is true even in the modern present-day context. With this, I come to the end of my episode. In the next episode, I will talk about the story of the sixth king after Vikukshi to rule Kosala, King Yuvansha. Thank you everyone for listening and hope to see you all in the next episode as well.